In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grubmeyer, and on this episode, we are connecting with my dear friend, Christine Schlonsky. She is known as the queen of the sales, success, mindset, philosophy. And we're going to get into so much more, but I want to tell you a little bit about her. Christine is a leader in the field of sales, motivation, and strategies. She works with heart-centered, driven entrepreneurs who love what they do, but don't like to sell. Now, let's be real. I don't think anybody likes to sell, but they like to be driven. And I'm going to be driven by this interview today because she helps them to serve more people, make more money, and create a business and lifestyle that you just love by shifting into a sales success mindset where sales are made with ease, grace, and confidence. In her heart, she truly believes that sales is love and that everyone can learn how to sell while being authentic and enjoying the journey. Please welcome to the show, Christine Shlonsky. Yeah, so happy to be here. Hey, so we're going to do this and we're going to rock this show. We're going to go up Success Mountain. We're going to talk about some stuff that just helps people to be more heart-centered. And I love, I love the intro and I love everything that you're about. But the question that everybody gets is, what is your definition of success? Oh, I love that. Well, f- success for me is when I can do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how long I, can, I want to do it, or with whom I want to do it. Like, that's, basically, that's freedom for me. Self-expression. If I'm there, then I'm good. So I wrote freedom twice down for you because... To be able to really do what you love, that's first freedom, right? Yes. And then having the ability to do it over and over and over and over again. What a gift. What a, what a life, mm-hmm. right? Life of service and having a good time. Because I think if you're not going through life having fun, you're doing it wrong. And you got yes. to find that. From your travels around the world to your podcast to your master classes to everything that you do, I couldn't be more excited to spend some time with you today as we go up Success Mountain. But I kind of want to say, have you always been this way? <laughs> what were you like as a kid growing up? What was life like uh, for Christine? Oh, as a kid growing up. Um, well, I had to go to school like everybody. <laughs> but I do remember I, en- I enjoyed it very much. Um, I loved learning. Um, looking back, I'm thinking like, all right, well, I don't need everything I learned, which probably is the case for most people. I I always was free to do what I wanted to do. So I sailed as a kid. I did uh, judo. I did um, pottery, um, painting classes. So whatever I felt like I I could do. So um, growing up for me felt free, even though I grew up in the eastern part of Germany, which eventually I would have figured out by growing up that I wasn't free. But as a kid, I totally felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do. 
was was it easy for you? Was it tough for you growing up, knowing what you know today about what your country, your society, the people had to go through to get to where you're at? What was it like? I don't. I mean, I was a kid. I uh, had everything I needed. Uh, my parents took amazing care of of me and my brother, and um, we had fun. That's awesome. We run around. We didn't need to worry. You know, we just needed to be back when the lights, the street light, <laughs> was turned on, and we were good. Yeah, that was your form of uh, like what I used to call the dinner bell. When the lights came on in the neighborhood at night, I knew it was time to get home. Dinner was ready, right? Like yes. that's, uh, after you kind of get through high school, what is it called there? Is it called high school for you? Well, the system changed when I grew, when during school. So it was then called a gymnasium, which is um, basically high school, but already divided up. Um, for the, let's say, smarter kids. Like when you perform there, then you can go to college. Got you. Um, did you attend college? Yeah, I went to, um, I chose, I had, you know, I could choose. So I chose um, a system where I actually was um, an apprentice mm -hmm. and they paid my studies. So I worked three months and I studied three months. Oh, okay. What was um, it that, what were you doing? Um, international business administration. <laughs> so, <laughs> looking back, well, I don't know. I think if I would know what I know now, I probably could have skipped it. <laughs> it wasn't, and, you mean it, you, what you learned there wasn't necessarily helping you today? Not, not really. I mean, making the connections and, and learning how to learn from the standpoint of higher education, probably helpful, but um if I see like all the successful people running amazing companies without going to college, um, I think, you know, it might've been an option to just get into entrepreneurship. Yeah. I, you know, I have two, two boys, both in college. And every time I go into the back office for their college and transfer money, I'm like, Oh, you know what I could do with that? I could run ads. You know, I could buy more product. But you know what? Like, I'm just an encourager. I'm there to like, everybody's path is a little different. No one has the same path. Um, I couldn't be more proud of my kids. But I always say like, I'll give you the money. We can go start a business together. Like, but also I believe being an entrepreneur, like you're talking about, not everybody wants to be one. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. people like going to work or working for a company and love having everything kind of like, hey, this is what we need to do today. And you're like, awesome. I like to create tactics and strategies and then help implement that to a team and let them go do it and why we're creating the bigger mission here at yeah. Ship Offers. So, Christine, we talk a little bit about your brother and you're kind of growing up and your family and apprenticeship and then kind of figuring out your path. Well, you know, reading in your bio, we're talking about sales, mindset, success. We're, we mentioned a little bit about your own podcast. Talk to me a little bit about this movement that you are after, right? You don't get to be called the queen of the sale every day. So like, I want to know about this and I want to know about all about heart sales. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's actually the, the queen of the sales success mindset because I think that people need to start right there, like between their ears. And what I noticed when I went down the path, so many people walked down, like being a good student, getting good grades, getting a good job, climbing the ladder, I was there where one day I, I asked myself, well, is it all there is, right? I could not see that this is it. 
So I started researching and um, I thought for the first time in my life that I would need some help. Mm. So I was looking for coaches and, and mentors and I found this amazing training how to become a coach. So I went down that path and on my way, I noticed that so many heart-centered driven people who want to change the world, who want to be of service, who want to do something good with their life, get stuck when it comes to the world, sales. And I saw like my coaching colleagues, from my perspective, struggling just with the idea how to sell themselves. And that is where, where I had the first time the idea that something I already know would be supporting others. But at the same time, I was very reluctant in going down that path because I thought, well, as an entrepreneur, I need to create something mm. totally new. But luckily, I had mentors and masterminds and I was in a small group and they, they showed me what I didn't see. Uh, like by not going down that path, I would throw away like a decade of high ticket event sales over the phone of all the knowledge, all the people I've trained and hired and helped building sales teams, giving even strategies to other offices in Japan and Spain and hiring a team in London uh, for the office. So yeah, I, I eventually I figured that I already know all that. And the key was for me, finding the people that I wanted to work with. Gotcha. And so a couple of things that I, we could go in a couple of different avenues today. Let's talk about building teams because I think that's super important for sales and, and people. Sometimes they say like sales, I got like one person on my team. And what are your thoughts about how to help people to scale their business? If they're already at max capacity and a lot of times people don't know what max capacity is, meaning they're just at the end. They, and I bet you, if I talked to you long enough, you would say, oh my gosh, Tony, you're, you know, five people on your sales floor. What would six look like to you? What would seven look like to mm. you? What throughput could we do with the five? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I do think that if you are in the space, even though you have a sales team or you hired people doing sales for you, it really is important that you have the right mindset as well. Because if they see that you are fearful of sales and you wouldn't be well or you wouldn't be good in handling it, then it could eventually have that kind of taste, like why should we go for it if you know the owner or the, the CEO of the company is fearful of it. So I think how you look at the team, how you train the team, how you get them excited is really important what your own attitude is. Mm, gotcha. and, and then, yeah, if you have a great sales team in place, adding additional people obviously is always helping the business if your other systems are set up so that you can serve your customers. So help, help me to, to, to get heart-centered for a second around this whole, this whole concept around sales, right? Because I, I look at like when I was growing up and going through business, I, I made every transaction equate to a dollar. I did something, I got a dollar. I sold a neighbor on a painting their house. I sold a neighbor on, you know, pulling weeds. Like at the end of the day, it was just an, a means to get money, right? Mm -hmm. But I think there's so much more than just that. Like talk about your coaching because I love what your message is. I'm sitting here, anybody watching video on the playback gets to see I'm staring at myself, which is also weird for me because you've got this uh, incredible uh, display of just really powerful human beings and you've got covers and there I am. 
we got connected just out of the blue. Uh, and Bill, you just thought, hey, let's go get us connected. Let's go see what happens, right? And in sales, a lot of times it's about sharing. It's really mm. about sharing. Was it easy for you always or did you, there was something kind of like in your upbringing and in your kind of early profession where there was a correlation, you connected some dots and you said, it doesn't have to be this hard. I could just do this and everything would be easier. Yeah. Well, I never thought that I'm going to be in sales, first of all. So a sales or a sales job never, never came to my mind because I did have that negative feeling around sales like so many people do. Like you have to be pushy, you have to be sleazy, right? Like those movies like The Wolf of Wall Street or Boiler Room or ABC, always be closing coffee <laughs> folders. You know, like all the stuff that was out there like in the in the 80s. But people don't connect to that anymore. And I learned how to sell and my motivation was I wanted to move to Berlin from the south of Germany and I wanted to work in that international company and all they offered me was a sales position and my back then boss was um, a very good salesperson <laughs> so he made clear that I understood that he can teach me and that I will be successful if I do the work so that's what I did but on the other hand I always didn't feel 100% myself on the phone. Um, I always thought I have to be a certain way to be professional because I was asking for big tickets. So what's a big ticket? Like give the, the audience, what's a big well, ticket for you? Big ticket, 40,000 and up. So we're not talking about $400. We're talking big money. Yes. And what, is, what was on the other end of that? What would $40,000 get you at that time? Well, it would get you a wonderful event with um, high-level connections that had business potential. So potentially you could make your money back in a really short period of time. Gotcha. Um, if you were a good salesperson. <laughs> so it, it, really interesting to see. So I, my wish to, to, to move to Berlin was greater than my fear of starting in that sales department. And then along the way, I... I, I, I was looking for ways how to be more myself, how to, you know, have fun on the phone, enjoy the conversation. I think it took me like four to six months to laugh for the very first time on the phone with a client, right? For me, it was so serious <laughs> that um, I, you know, I, I did not have fun. I was like very strategic and hardworking. But then when I, when I started my uh, coaching training and I learned more about, how people think and what, you know, what kind of extrovert and introvert and all these things, I put it together with the sales I learned. And um, then I read a wonderful book called The Go-Giver by Bob Burke and John David Mann. And that book actually gave me the permission to be me, to just serve, to connect people. And, you know, combining all these elements, all of a sudden sales was fun. I loved what I did even more and I doubled and tripled my numbers. So everything was great. So here you are, you read a book, it helps you to kind of sell in a different mindset and some big aha moments and takeaways for me. You know, I think Christina is, you know, not, it's not every day that I'm interviewing somebody who at the end of the day has the potential to go sell opportunities or ticket items in the $40,000, $50,000 range, right? Usually somebody does that with multiple transactions and they have a sales floor and a sales team. 
take all of that from everything that you just talked about and, and currently talk about like the programs that you've got running around you just from even your masterclass. I think it's fascinating what you just finished and it isn't the first time you've done this. So talk a little bit about your masterclass. Yeah. So the, the aim of the masterclass, it's called the sales mentality makeover because that's what it's supposed to give you to help you to see sales differently, to start enjoying the process because if we enjoy something, we are more likely to do it. So giving up that resistance and basically it's like redefining sales. Mm. Um, so twice a year, I gather amazing experts who share their story and who share how they became successful in sales. So it's all about sales, mindset, money, and wealth creation. Because once you got the sales and the mindset right, you probably will make some money. <laughs> and then people have the next challenges, like, what do I do with the money? Like, how do I react to money? What kind of blocks around money do I have? Like, is it like running through my fingers or do I hide it under my bed or do I do something smart with it? So I have experts uh, over all these different topics so that people really get a feel of what they can do to um, make more sales, to serve more, actually, because if you don't sell, any business that doesn't sell is a hobby. So if you don't sell, if you don't make revenue, at the end of the day, you probably end up struggling, broke, frustrated, and maybe in a job that you hate. And then you definitely don't have the lifestyle you desire, let alone all the relationships that will be suffering because you are frustrated and grumpy. So your masterclass, is it available on replay? How does it work now that since you do it twice a year, how, how do people find out about it? Yeah. Well, um, people can just go to christineschlansky.com masterclass and um, they're the masterclass listed and they can basically get the, the recordings and add it to their success library. There are always bonuses with it. Every expert is giving a great mantra or quote that is dear to their heart and it's done in a nice way so people can print it out. I actually have from the last masterclass, I printed it out. I have it next to my bed. So before I go to sleep and I want some inspiration, I read through what other people use for their success. Mm. And um, I think that's it's really amazing and, and important to look around. Where do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And who's already there that you can have a look and see how it's done or what they do to prep their mind to get to that journey? I want to ask, because I think the common thread in the theme is coming to my mind. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to ask this question when I return. So stick around because we're going to have more with Christine Schlonsky today. She's known as the queen of the sales success mindset. We're going to be talking to her about that and we're going to get into her podcast. I've been a guest on that along with her masterclass. I want to help you take full advantage of listening to this amazing human being today and how she can help you on your sales journey to do so much more than just sell. She's going to help you and do that. And when we return right here on the Be Fulfilled podcast. Since Tony's taking a break, let's take one together. Did you know that the average cough comes out of your mouth at 60 miles per hour? While a sneeze can travel as fast as 100 miles per hour. Oh, slow down, amigo. Whew. All right. Now that I've given you useless information, let's get back to Tony with the useful information. 
All right, we are back on the Beef of Hill podcast show. As we were going to break, I said, I want to ask Christine this question, but I said, I'm going to make the break happen. And then even on break, I didn't even tell her what it was. Because at the end of the day, right, success leaves clues. And if every night before you go to bed, you've got this, this sheet, this pamphlet, this brochure, this opportunity to reflect on people that you've interviewed. And how many interviews have you done just for your podcast alone? Whew. Well, we are almost at episode 100. So just about 100. How many um, master classes have you done over the last couple of years? Yeah, just, just the, since I interview people twice. So it's about 50 interviews for the podcast. And for the master class in total, probably about 100. So what I want to know is what's the common thread and the theme that you are finding with all of your guests just from your last mm -hmm. master class? Just like, what are some of the common themes of what success looks like? That people have made the decision to define success for them. That each and everyone has a personal um, definition of what success is for them. Not what society tells us, like you have to have the big house, you have to have the Ferrari or Porsche or Maserati or whatever. So it's people have found a way that suits them, that is true mm. for them. And they, they go for it. They made the choice and decision each and every day to follow that path and to grow as a person. What was something you got as a takeaway from the last masterclass series? Oh, there were so many. I mean, I took notes, but um, well, actually that you choose your attitude, right? Because sometimes it's not, you know, you might get out of bed and you might not feel 100% amazing. And that's okay. But you choose your attitude. So it's all about making a decision again and again. And I think even if we know that in theory, sometimes we need that reminder. Like every day you have the opportunity, the chance, like when you get up and you feel like I'm alive. I mean, what a gift. Hmm. When you wake up in the morning, you have a routine that you go through? Um, I do have a routine that I'm going through. So I journal, I do... Um, 10 things that I'm grateful for while having a coffee and then um, cappuccino, espresso, just a regular coffee, <laughs> nothing fancy, hot. When you travel to other countries and try their coffee, do you find it better or worse? It depends where I'm going. Sure. Um, so um, France has a pretty good coffee. In the US, I'm a little bit careful. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of acidity in our coffee. That's the one thing that I figured out about just Americanized coffees. There's so much, it seems like there's so much bitterness and acidity and it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you uh, journal, you write 10 things you're grateful for. You have a cup of coffee. Do you go for a morning walk? Do you work out? Do you do those types of things? Yeah. Well, the, the workout is there in theory, but um, practically that's something I definitely need to work on. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't found like, do I get up and work out right away? So it's done. Or do I do like my morning journaling and my meditation uh, and then dive into what, whatever I, I have to do that day? So yeah, the workout part is um, still missing. It's important. So I really need to work on that. And then prior to going to bed, you were talking a little bit about reading kind of some of the, the things that you took down from the classes. Do you have an unwind routine or are you, are you able just to fall asleep when you get to bed at night? Yeah, I fall into that category, just yeah. fall asleep right away. But um, I do try to 
review the day and to find like three things I'm super grateful for that just went well that day. And then one thing I want to improve on. And, you know, sometimes I go to bed when I'm not tired just because, you know, the, the clock shows that it's kind of late. And I figure if I want to get up in the early morning, I need a certain amount of sleep. And then I do read a little bit, something like um, inspirational, could be quotes or, or mantras that people shared with me or a good book, always something that's uplifting. So I would never go to bed and um, read like some murderer stories or something, <laughs> which lots of people do. <laughs> so it's interesting because we're, we're talking about some things that, you know, we don't talk a lot about like routines and patterns and habits and, and things that, you know, yeah. help us to be su- certainly successful. What are things that you can do to help a listener today around sales? Like the same types of things, right? Like you, 10 things you're grateful for. Like what are some little, little tidbits that you could share that can help somebody around sales? Well, they can write out their own reality. Like how would they imagine it in their perfect world? They could write things like sales is fun or sales is easy, or um, when I talk to my potential client, they're always nice and open and they are listening to my ideas or, you know, finding my ideal client is super easy because I attract them like a magnet, like making up the things. um, And I have sales journaling prompts that I created and I'm just in the process of putting them into a 30-day program where people get an email once a day with some journaling prompts they can use for their routine, either in the morning or in the evening, so that they can wire their brain in a different way and be open to different ideas and thoughts around sales. I I think that's more of what I love to talk about is the the whole process, right? Reflection is so big and so many of us don't stop to smell the roses, right? We complain about there's thorns. We talk a lot about, oh, it takes so much work to plant this beautiful garden and it only lasts for so long. And I love to go back, yeah, but there's something in the planting, there's something in the pruning, there's something in the beauty and it fertilizing it and taking good care of it and, and replanting bulbs. There's something in that, but I only know that by reflecting because otherwise I'm always looking forward and I'm like, I didn't really stop to smell the rose. I didn't really stop to appreciate where I'm at. So I love the fact that you're creating some stuff about helping with journaling prompts because it causes people to stop. And I, and I, and I want people listening today, don't stop if you're driving on the freeway, but if you're sitting on a train plane or you're a passenger in an automobile, stop for a moment. Just think about what she said, you know, just to stop and reflect And it's another way to pat yourself on the back and to look at the lessons you've learned and to understand the things that you need in your life and the things that you want to remove from your life. Journaling helps you to see your blind spots because when you write, you can see what you've been thinking, but man, you just didn't know it was doing that. So thank you for sharing. That was, that was really, really powerful. So this 30 day uh, little prompt course is coming and what was the reason behind it? How come you thought, oh, I'm going to go put a sales uh, you know, process together and send daily prompts? Were people asking you for it or was it just stuff that you felt compelled to do? Yeah, I, um, I, I had some journaling prompts, but I felt that I needed to make it more powerful. And so by not giving people like all the information at once, 
where they are overwhelmed or don't know which one to pick. I wanted to show up on a daily basis to remind them, to help them to reflect, to, to see things differently. And so, you know, sometimes you have to, to try on a, a prompt, like, how does it feel to me? Do I feel resistance around that? Do I believe that sales is fun? Well, if I'm totally scared of it, probably not. Right. But if I think about it, how can it be fun? Or when have I experienced a fun buying experience? When was that? How did I feel? Why did I feel this way? I can help my brain to rewire. So, um, and people, people keep asking and they find a lot of value in it. So I thought if I do it over a time period that's longer than those famous 21 days that you need to create a new habit, that gives you extra days to really work on your mindset and to shift it into the sales success mindset and to have the first successes, to feel better. Because when you feel better, you will act differently. And then from that space, you will probably have more success than when you're totally afraid and not knowing what to do. Well, thank you. That, that is awesome. You know, let's talk about your podcast for a few minutes. We talked about the episodes and recording so many shows. What's that been like for you, running a podcast? Like you do great on camera, you do great behind the mic, but what's it been like? How, how do you feel about doing those? Oh, I, I love connecting. So I think I'm a, I'm a natural connector, even though I'm not the super extrovert. It's, I, I just enjoy it because I learned so much from, from every single guest. Like your interview was amazing, right? We even did two interviews and I just enjoyed learning about what you did in your business, how young you started and, you know, your challenges on the way. And I mean, look at where you are now, like who runs an eight figure business that not that many people. Yeah, I, the, the fascinating part comes from the story and you don't yeah. get the story unless you stop and ask questions, right? Because it's yes. like, no, it, and, and I had a big kind of like aha moment and I shared about it yesterday with a friend and I was sharing about it with a friend this morning. Uh, you interviewed Ian Garlic. So we were talking this morning and I'm like, I'm old, I'm tired of telling my old story. I want to create my new story. But my old story got me to where I'm at and it's so a part of who I am. It's like those films for those movie stars. They're like, well, I'm not necessarily so proud of them. But if you go look at the movie database, you see them and you're like, yeah, I wasn't so proud. But I had that role as a weird person in a movie in a genie costume. But that's not the role I want to be remembered <laughs> for, right? And all I'm saying is, is like, there's things that I've done in my career that I'm not proud of, but there's also things that I'm so proud of. And it's, it's, it's been the catalyst for where I'm going. And I just wanted to know about that because I think your podcast is fascinating. I love, I love your tone. I love your show. But what I want to do is I want to, I want to take some more questions and throw them to you at the fulfillment round is where you just get to answer these questions. Um, all they're all for fun. So if you're ready, just say, I'm ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicas. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? All right, so you get a chance to go anywhere in the United States and you only get one destination, where would you end up? Just a vacation, just for a fun, fun time for a week, let's say. Okay, Sedona. Sedona? Mm -hmm. 
Wow. That's crazy. Hot there, but I, I like it. What's the first thought that comes to your mind when you wake up in the morning? Uh, the first thought, I would say they vary a little bit, but basically I'm so happy I get to decide. I don't need to go anywhere. What type of music you would find yourself uh, attending a concert in, uh, in a town near you? Like what type of music would you be listening to? What type of music? Well, I love Argentine tango. Oh, wow. Well. And I prefer the a little bit modern one. You like to tango yourself? Yep. You like to dance? Yes, love to dance. How, how often do you get out and go dancing? Uh, not often. Not <laughs> Just asking because we have these ideas and then we like, I literally have to be reminded to go outside and shoot hoops for five, 10 minutes just to break up my day because I, I sit, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm just working. Do you ever find yourself like if, if nobody was around and, and there was no like distractions, you could probably work for days because you love what you do so much. Yeah. Yeah, I do have that sometimes. Like today, right? It's uh, for me. It's already evening. And I'm thinking, like, what have I done today? Like, oh, it's like it's already late, but I, I'm still full of energy. Sure. Share an experience that you recently had. A wonderful buying experience. You talked a little bit about that. I'd love an example. A wonderful buying experience. Um, yeah. So I bought some new dresses. <laughs> <laughs> and what I loved is the person was really wonderful. And at the end, it was in France, she told me, Soyez belle dans les robes, which means be beautiful in those dresses. And I thought that was such a nice thing to send me on the way after I paid. <laughs> it made me feel super special. Now, give me a bad experience. A bad experience. A bad experience Ooh. recently you had, or you said to yourself as you were buying, all I would have really taken was a moment of acknowledgement just to say hello, like your head was down, you didn't look up, you didn't acknowledge me. I, you know, I, sometimes you go to the grocery store and you just, the teller's just doing their job, just trying to get as many people through the line and doesn't have time to stop. Or, you know, I go to Starbucks and get coffee and they don't have time to stop. And my job, I do it every day, did it today. I'm a disruptor. I don't like when something's wrong. I just love to bring love and help people mm -hmm. to say, hey, let's have some fun. Because if you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. So tell me a, a recent experience where you just kind of like the person just looked miserable, but maybe you said something and it changed the conversation. Hmm. Well, usually like I have the fortune to not go grocery shopping. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but um, if, if I would, I would just smile at the person and say, how are you? Sure. So disrupting. I, I don't really remember a bad experience. I'm trying really hard to answer your question. Because it, if it's something that I do not need, I probably would also walk away if the yep. vibe doesn't change. A bad buying experience. Well, we'll leave that there. I like that. You gave me some good, yeah. good stuff. If you had to get a real job, like a clock in, clock out, real job, what would it, what would it be and what would you sell? Well, I probably definitely would sell something amazing and I would negotiate that I can do it from home. <laughs> so good. You're just like, that's great. Like, I could work in your office, but I could do a better job for you at home and, and I wouldn't have to be around the office and we would make more money together. What do you think about that? Exactly. Where can people find you? People can find me at christineschlansky.com. That's Can you Christine spell that, please? I know yes. we're going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that's Christine Visser, C-H, and then Schlansky is S-C-H-L-O-N-S-K-I. 
You know, my friend, uh, every time I talk to you, I'm always leave, moved and inspired to go take action, to, to work on, you know, what can I do different? Like in the sense of, I love the 10 things, uh, you just journal and you start your day with gratitude. I love the, the whole prompts idea. I love the fact that, you know, from a high ticket sales to what you do today and impact and inspire to your master classes to really just giving back. Also, you do have a love for traveling. So I do know that you like every time I see you online, it's you're going from one place to the other. Where does that love come from before we, we get off the show? Where does that love come from? Um, I don't know. I think, well, maybe because I couldn't as a child. So the first time I, I sat on a plane was when I um, left to be an exchange student in the US. And um, I had an amazing host family and they took me around a lot. We drove from Kansas <laughs> to a lot of places. So I actually visited or drove through 21 states in just one year. And I was always curious about people. So I guess that's, that's where that love comes from. There's so much more to discover. Yeah. What, what is, uh, I think I said this last time too, Rick Steves talks about that's like the average person's only seen 3%, 4% of the world. And so there's 96, 97% we've never seen. So get out and explore it. And like, what are you waiting for? It's like, um, it takes to find like three pearls. You need to shock at least a hundred oysters. So it tells me I got to get busy shocking if I want to find those pearls. If I want to go see, I got to go plan. And, you know, there's yeah. nothing better than you can do in your entire life, wherever you're at right now, is to get out a map and just dream. Start talking about a destination start talking about what it would be like to, you know, for Christine going to Sedona, what would it feel like to get back there? What would you do there? And, you know, that's the beginning part of a dream vacation and start to dream about it. So I hope listening today, you're inspired, moved from what Christine shared. Always, always great to see you. Always great to see your smiles. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom with us today. And uh, we'll put all of your links to find you about your master classes, all that stuff online, your podcast, please listen to our podcast, please leave a review and please subscribe. You're going to listen and learn a lot from Christine Schlonsky. So uh, I just want to say thank you again. appreciate you. And uh, no matter where you're at today, listening, no matter what you choose to do, remember to make today the absolute best day of your life. And one last note from Christine, attitude is everything. So make sure your attitude is contagious. All right, we'll talk again real, real soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.